Welcome to the Senior Dog Revolution, where we discuss how to give our senior dogs the best life they deserve, where age is just a number and health and happiness of our senior pets is a priority. Hello, senior dog pet parents. It's Dr. Monica Tarantino. Welcome back to the Senior Dog Revolution podcast. I am so glad you guys are here. So this week we have a special treat. We actually have Dr. Gordon back on the podcast, and he is going to be covering the issue of collapse in older dogs. And when this happens, most people are completely caught off guard. And so what's important for this podcast is to listen to this before it happens so that you have an idea of what to do, which is bring them to the vet usually. And you have an idea of kind of what causes it, because this is something that we do see commonly in older dogs. There's a lot of reasons for it. And we really need to be diligent about kind of the follow-up care and getting in touch with our vet right away when we see it. So he's going to go through all of that with you guys here in this episode. And before we get to that, though, I just wanted to remind you guys of a couple things. If you are not a part of our email list, you'll want to head over to our website, www.seniordogrevolution.com and sign up for our email list. We send a newsletter out probably every one or two weeks to you guys, and we just keep you posted on new things that are going on with older dogs and topics that affect you and your pet at home. So this week we did a blog on three of the orthopedic beds that we like for our senior dogs in our home. It's kind of both my professional opinion and my personal opinion on having them. And you guys can learn about my favorite dog bed that we, that we actually own for our dogs. And it's actually their favorite dog bed too. So excited to share that with you guys. And then also, if you guys are not a part of our Facebook group and you are on Facebook, head over and search for the senior dog revolution pet parent Facebook group, and you can join our group. I usually do Facebook lives on there every two weeks and I answer pet parent questions on there. So that's a really fun place to be. There's a great community there, such nice people, supportive, just um, other people that are likely going through the same struggles that you are with senior dogs. And so just a really cool community over there. So without further delay, let's launch into this episode with Dr. Gordon on Collapse. Hello, senior pet parents, and welcome to another episode of Senior Dog Revolution, this time with Dr. Gordon again. I'm doing a few episodes uh, for Dr. Darantino here on the Senior Dog Revolution podcast. It's a mini-series of three different episodes. The first episode uh, was related to vestibular disease. This episode is going to be related to syncope or collapse episodes. And the third in the series will be related to seizures, which are all under the category of sudden events seen in older dogs. The goal of this series is to help you better understand these events should they occur in your older pets so that you can better describe what's happened to your veterinarian and therefore help your veterinarian get to the point of a, uh, a diagnosis and treatment as quickly as possible. So we'll talk about key things to be looking for these situations when they might occur uh, and also what you can do uh, should you see it occur. So now that we're on to the second topic here, we'll be talking about syncope or collapse. Syncope is the medical term for a fainting or collapse episode. It is generally caused by the lack of oxygen or a lack of blood flow to the brain, resulting in a temporary loss of consciousness. There are other forms of syncope for our purposes today. Just think about any time that you have uh, stood up too fast and felt lightheaded. 
that would be slight decrease in blood flow to the brain. And then your brain sort of telling you, whoa, we're feeling kind of dizzy. We're not getting the, the energy we kind of need. Um, so that, that would be a mild form of, of low blood pressure uh, resulting in reduced oxygen within the brain. And if that were to persist or be significantly worse, you might potentially lose consciousness, uh, which I think would be pretty, pretty rare. But uh, there's probably a few people that have experienced that in their life. Uh, but I think everyone's experienced the, whoa, I stood up too fast feeling. So just like in the previous episode, we'll go through the common causes of this condition. We'll go through what happens when they do have this event, uh, so when they do have a collapse event, uh, what you would see at home, what you would be important for you to recognize, and then what key you kind of need to relay to your your veterinarian to kind of help them out. Um, and then, of course, if there's anything you can you can do to help them during that period of time. So let's start in with the most common causes. The most common cause of fainting or collapse in dogs is going to be related to heart disease. And it's usually going to be related to more severe forms of heart disease uh, or forms that have progressed to the point of being more severe. So dogs with uh, recently diagnosed heart murmur or a low-grade heart murmur probably aren't going to be the dogs you're just going to be seeing a lot of these issues with. But uh, if that disease should progress, then potentially uh, that heart disease could result in a fainting, a collapse, or syncope episode. The next most common cause is going to be respiratory disease. Uh, so disease relating to the windpipe, relating to the lungs. Uh, so it could be pneumonia, it could be collapsing trachea, it could be laryngeal paralysis. These are all conditions that if they're severe enough, they can result in an episode of collapse or fainting. So if your older dog was diagnosed with a heart disease or a lung condition, the most likely uh, sudden event that's going to occur to them in their life is probably going to be a fainting or collapse episode. These episodes tend to occur during periods of activity or excitement. It's going to be related to them playing, running, jumping. It's going to be related to them getting the heart rate going, getting their lungs pumping, uh, those sorts of situations are going to be situations in which a syncope or collapse episode are more likely to occur. And that can encompass a wide range of different events. So, uh, you know, they may be running outside or chasing the fence line, running after a rabbit or something like that. And all of a sudden they get very uh, seemingly woozy, weak in the legs, fall flat out. It can be related to getting excited for a treat or food. Uh, so that kind of activity for an animal that has a significant heart condition may result in a fainting episode. Uh, and it can even be you just coming home. So uh, this is a you know an exciting time for the animal. They're often up and jumping and spinning in circles. And you know if they have a heart condition or a lung condition, then that might cause them to also have a fainting episode, uh, which actually relates back to a dog um, that. Dr. Tarantino and I had previously owned that went by the name of Bon Bon. And I think that was more of her lifestyle rather than her name, because I think she was really living the Bon Bon lifestyle. You know, just one of those classic lap dogs that is super pampered. And I'm sure if Bon Bons were not toxic to dogs, I'm sure that she'd demand to be fed bonbons every day. She's, she's that kind of dog. So she's a little toy uh, Maltese, uh, excellent dog, what a, what a wonderful uh, little dog who's, who's since passed. Uh, it was a while ago. Uh, but uh, she had a heart condition. And I think the first time we noticed that it was getting worse, it had already been diagnosed. Uh, Dr. Tarantino and I have both been taking care of her for a while and had her on heart medications already. Uh, but the first time we had noticed it was progressing uh, was, uh, I believe it was me coming home, or I think maybe it was both of us coming home. 
and noticed that uh, Bon Bon was doing her little jump up and, and dance and spin in circles, which is the most activity she does. She doesn't really play or do anything else. But when we come home, she'll do her little spin in circles and jump. Uh, and I, she got really weak in the legs and went uh, down on her chest on all fours sort of splayed out. She got very limp. Her eyes kind of rolled back into her head. Her tongue went out kind of loose and, and was floppy. And uh, she went completely limp, uh, so just like a wet noodle on the ground uh, and was non-responsive. And that's very classic for fainting. Uh, so it's very different from seizures or from vestibular disease uh, because both of those are very violent. Uh, they appear where the dog's uh, rigid or flailing or something along those lines. And uh, on the other hand, fainting or collapse is actually kind of quiet. Um, you know, after they hit the ground, they don't move at all. You know, there might be a little bit of motion of them as that they start to wake up and they're trying to stand, but their legs are still kind of weak and they're still kind of woozy. Uh, but it's, it's, it's very calm and it's uh, very quiet comparatively to the other two uh, sudden event episodes we'd see. Bonbon bon quickly recovered from the event. So she was probably only had lost consciousness for roughly about 10 seconds or so. And that's, you know, not unheard of for these types of issues. Uh, a fainting episode is usually really brief uh, for the first time you might notice it. Uh, it's dramatic in its appearance, but it's often short lived. And they'll wake up from it and not realize what happened and act like everything's normal. There's usually not much in terms of symptoms that occur after a fainting episode. Uh, they, they might be a little bit more subdued than usual, but generally they're acting normal. They're walking normally. Those sorts of things have returned to normal. Uh, so if they were, if they were healthy and up and seemingly doing well before, that's what you can expect after the episode too, for the most part. Uh, but obviously, there is a condition there that needs to be checked out by a veterinarian, uh, because if it isn't uh, controlled or identified, then it will keep occurring. So, Bonbon got up pretty quickly and was acting like everything was normal. Uh, but we kind of knew the better of the situation and had uh, her taken in. We did x-rays and found out she was in early stages of congestive heart failure, treated her appropriately for that condition, and had her set up to see a cardiologist uh, that same week. Uh, so she did get a full gamut of testing and treatment uh, for her condition, despite the fact that we both as veterinarians kind of knew what was going on and, and knew what we needed to do, which was uh, to assess the severity of it and then adjust medications or add in additional medications to kind of meet those needs. Uh, so it, it's going to be a little bit different for those dogs that have a respiratory condition that causes this event. Regardless of the underlying cause, it's still going to need a veterinarian to be involved uh, to, to help your animal out. Bonbon bon recovered from that episode very well. She just needed an increase in her medications and in addition of a new medication. And uh, she had one more fainting episode probably about a year later. Uh, but uh, she also actually had a seizure episode at one point too. So she'll be in the next podcast as well. Uh, so you can look forward to hearing about her again. At the time of the episode, there's not much that can be done to help them. Yes, you can sit with them. You can rub on their chest or talk to them. If you are an advanced user, maybe you could even uh, put your hand on both sides of their chest or wrap your hand around the base of their chest 
and feel for a heartbeat to make sure it's beating normally, uh, just so you can determine whether the heart has stopped or not. Uh, but I wouldn't expect uh, the episode to last long enough for most people to be able to consciously do that. Because again, these episodes will probably only last for about 10 to maybe 30 seconds at the most before that they're awake again and, and trying to stand up, albeit a bit woozy. Other than that, the best you can do to help them is to make sure that you're with them, you're monitoring them, and you're keeping them calm uh, while you're identifying a veterinarian that's available to be seen same day. You don't want to let these types of episodes wait at all uh, because they can occur again and be more severe the next time around. Or, you know, you may not have interpreted the event correctly, and it may be related to a completely different condition. So the important things for you to know as a senior dog owner are that if your dog has a heart condition or a uh, respiratory condition or a windpipe condition, then they're going to be more prone to a fainting or collapse episode than some of the other types of episodes. Not that they can't get those, they absolutely can. Just like Bon Bon had both a fainting episode at one point and then a seizure episode later on, those things can happen. But those owners with a dog that has a heart condition or a lung condition, then you'll be looking for these symptoms. So symptoms of an animal that was active, uh, playful, or excited about something that suddenly fell over or collapsed uh, with legs splayed out, became limp, uh, maybe tongue and jaw were limp too, and lost consciousness. Uh, the animals will sometimes lose control of their bladder or bowels. But that's not specific for collapse. That can happen under any sudden event that's distressing to an animal. After which you can uh, support them, talk to them, uh, try and feel for a heartbeat. Uh, but other than that, your primary focus should be on identifying a veterinarian in your local area where you can be seen same day or taking them in on the emergency basis so they can get some testing and treatment done. Usually it's going to be some version of x-rays and blood work, uh, potentially a blood pressure that will help them identify and confirm their suspicion for what happened, but also the severity of their condition. So is this a pet that needs to be hospitalized versus is this a pet that can potentially be treated outpatient, meaning to go home? The key differences for this event, a fainting event, from that of vestibular disease or from seizures is going to be that uh, those conditions are often more violent. There's more flailing of the limbs. Uh, they're rolling or turning uh, or drooling excessively. Those types of symptoms are not common for collapse episodes. Hopefully this information will help you understand these events should they occur in your dog. I mean, hopefully they'd, they'd never occur in, in any dog, but um, should they occur, hopefully you feel a bit more comfortable about uh, what you need to do or what you need to look for uh, if these events should occur with them and uh, to report that information to your veterinarian, again, because this is going to help them make the diagnosis a bit faster um, just for you to be able to report. Uh, well, I, I think he fainted because he went limp and he was very quiet uh, and it was very short, and he has a known heart condition. All of that would be helpful to your veterinarian. Well, that's it for this episode. I will be returning for seizures, uh, which will be, I think, a bit of a longer episode just because there's a lot more to cover there. That will cover the final of the three most common sudden events seen in older dogs. I hope everyone's doing well out there, and I hope to see you back in the future here at Senior Dog Revolution Podcast. As always, we hope you and your senior dog have a wonderful week.
All content on Senior Dog Revolution is for informational purposes only and should not be considered as a substitute for any type of professional veterinary advice for your pet. Your dependence on the content of any information found on Senior Dog Revolution is at your own risk, as nothing discussed or mentioned here can replicate a true doctor-patient relationship between yourself and a veterinarian. As always, for veterinary care and advice for your pet, please see your veterinarian.